Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about youth ministry culture, leadership, and strategy, led by two local youth pastors, along with other youth leaders from around the country. Now here's your hosts, Matt Willingham and John Kilowatt. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry. I'm here with my man. And my bu- no, I'm not oh, done with your okay. intro. I my friend, man. my best friend, my ministry guru. Guru. Yeah, now now you can do Oh, yeah, it's John Kilowatt. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's it. See, that's you needed me. a good intro, man. I had to give it to you. I appreciate We're here that. with episode, what's what's our episode number, We're John? Episode 26. Episode 26. We're here. We're excited. Summertime is right around the corner. School is about to get out. It's game on, man. It is yeah. game on. And today we're ex- super excited about yes. our podcast episode. We told you it was coming. Y'all thought we was joking. But today we're basically going to do a lightning round. So some of you, you've been submitting some questions. You wanted to talk about some things. And uh, so we picked out some questions, just hand-picked, random draw, no particular favor or order Mm-mm. of whose questions we pick. If we don't ask a question a day, listen, I blame John totally. It John's is my fault. One. Well, I'm sure it is my fault. You are the one that picked all the questions. But if you don't, if we don't get your question a day, don't worry. We're going to probably do a couple of these episodes, particularly over summertime. And, uh, and, and yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one today. Also, can I just go and give a sneak peek of our next a couple oh, episodes? Sneak peek it up, man. Listen, I'm going to. Even if you said no, I was going to. But our, don't deep sigh it. Come on. Sorry, I thought I pulled the mic away. Don't I thought I turned my head away. Uh, <laughs> Sorry Our about next that. couple episodes, we're excited. PJ and I will be actually traveling on the road a little bit. And our, our next episodes are going to be coming um, at large in other communities, right? That's accurate. I don't know if at large was like my wording that I needed there. but well, It sounded good. I'm gonna, go with right. I'm gonna go at with it. I'm gonna go at large. We're, yeah, we're we're basically gonna be in some in some other locations. Gonna be podcasting some other youth pastors. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and just give them a little sneak surprise. We got one podcast episode coming that we're just gonna have students on with us, just students of youth ministry. Oh, I can't wait. That I'm. What do you mean you can't wait? You're looking at me like you're surprised right now, and you know this is well, happening. Like you're looking at me like really we're doing well, that. I, mean, I, I told just you. Can't, I can't okay. wait. You're excited. That's good. And so it's going to be happening soon. And uh, and so listen. Today, though, I'm excited. What are we going to – today, this is what we're calling today because I yeah. know what we're calling today. Okay. Today is just lightning round. So lightning round. Lightning round number yeah. one because this is our first I one. I like that. And we're going to talk about some questions that we're going to cover. So with no more further ado, let's just get right into it, John. I'm ready for it. Can I ask you – I'm going to let you take the first one. All right. Now, this question comes from our friend Steve in Kentucky, right? Right. And Steve says this, and we're going to kick right off here. Um, what is the hardest part of creating a small group culture and part two of question one? Okay. And is it truly worth it? Yeah. Steve from so Kentucky, thank I'll you take, for your question. I'll take the second part of that question right off the bat. The answer is yes. Okay. All, All right. right. And All then right. you go ahead and handle that first no, one. No, man, I asked you the oh. question. You've got to go. What What is the hardest part? We'll answer together, but you kick it off. Yeah. What's the hardest part of creating a small group culture? Well, I feel like the hardest part of creating that culture is the fact that you're obviously if you're asking that is you're you're creating a new culture and a culture that's already established so what you're having to do is is it sounds like is you're having to figure out how to in a way convince convince your students convince your leaders that it's something that is worth it Mm -hmm. um and so it's really trying to make something your you know trying to make something your own trying to make it you know, try to make it worth it, and and quite honestly, trying to make it 
important before make people realize it's important before they even have a chance to to start it, so to speak. Right. So I think the hardest part of creating a small group culture is actually trying to figure out how can I get people to buy into it before they've even been a part of it. Okay. That's so good. I don't know what what do you think about that, Matt? Like what for you when we when we've done small groups when we try because um, I'll be honest with you, we've done a podcast on small groups. Yep. So you can check that out as one of our one of our first podcasts, I, I think it was um, I th- um, and we talked about it. And one of the things that we, we discussed is that we've done small groups. We've launched small groups at least three or four different times yeah. in our student ministry. Oh, yeah. And the reason we had to do it three or four different times is because it failed several times before it. And uh, wh- why do you think why do you think it failed, Matt? What, what was one of the reasons that you would say? Well, I would I would I would say, yeah, so we won't. I guess dig into too many other details because, like you said, PJ, we got a whole podcast on this. Steve from Kentucky, I would say go back and check that out. And and if you have, maybe you know even ask us some follow up questions on that. Number one, you're doing a culture shift, like you said, yeah. PJ. That takes time. Yeah, that doesn't happen overnight. You know, and so so like you said, you're getting people to be a pro- part of a process that hasn't been there. And this is what I tell everybody about small groups. The model of small groups. Again, I know we talked about this in our podcast. The model of small groups work period the model of like yeah. getting people out of a big group into a small group right. smaller group that's what a, sm- what a yeah. small group system is it works it's proven to work from biblical days to right now it works and so yeah. i tell like i'll say it like this pj on your best day and don't say a low number just because you're trying to be like all humble stuff on your best day without small groups how many how many students do you think you could legit connect with and lead and have in your youth ministry? Without small groups? Yeah, without small groups. Like if you had a youth ministry, like you're a strong leader, so don't say a low number or I'm going to choke you with your microphone cord. <laughs> but so so on your best day, if it was just you and your wife doing youth ministry without small groups, you think your youth ministry Pro- what? Um, 65, 70, yeah. I guess. Okay. If it was just me and, like, yeah. and just assume we got somebody running sound and, and somebody I could, you know. Right. Trust to make sure that they forget to turn the like the intro music on when I walk up. Yeah, I, I would say probably yeah. 60, 70 max. There you go. Like Absolutely. that would probably be my max and that was by number, myself. That was the number I was going to say. I would say easily because I've been around you. You're, you can easily connect and lead 65, 70. I would even probably push you up to 80 students. That's, an, that's, out, of, that's You're out of your mind. No, no. <laughs> you're out of your mind. My point is this, though. Without small groups, there's your lid. Right? Yeah. Now, for some people, their lid might be higher. Like, hey, 100. Right. Like can, yours, like connect. two, no. three hundred. <laughs> You're out of your mind. Like, hey, I can connect with a hundred people, or I can, I know I can lead my strength, or I can, you know, for some people, their lid might be lower. Hey, I can, my capacity is 30 students, or 40 students, yeah. or 20 students, you know? Yeah. Our capacity level is all different. So without small groups, number one, your lid, everyone is going to have a major lid on them. Right. Right. Whether it's 20, whether it's 60, whether it's 80, whether it's 120, whatever it is, you will eventually hit a lid. Small groups, you know, going back to that, is it worth it? Small groups are worth it because number one, when you do it correctly, it's going to remove the lid. Yeah, right. It's gonna it's gonna give you more room for for growth. It's going to give you more room to be able to reach more students. But what's the hardest part of, of doing that? Again, it takes time. Yeah. It takes time to develop your leaders, right? Yeah. It takes time to get the culture started. It takes time to get people to buy in. It takes time to have the system in place. And I don't think there's a, oh, I like this. You know, I was just talking with you and I was just down in Indianapolis. was talking to, you know, a pastor friend of ours who was, who's been on this podcast, Pastor Chris, who's a lead pastor. 
and you know we were talking about a lot of times people go to conferences or you read a book and you see like oh they do small groups this way I, i'm gonna adopt everything that i that they do to my situation and we get in trouble there what i'm trying to say is the small group model works right the hardest part is figuring out what small groups is going to look like for yeah. you and making it happen because you might see a youth ministry over here and be like, man, I like the way right. uh, they split their groups up because yep. of ages or, or gender or however they split up. Ooh, over here, I like the way uh, that their small groups have ownership over yep. their identity. I like the way over here that this person does small groups and there's and the leaders are like over a lot of the follow up, whatever yeah, that, right. that is. The hardest thing I think, and I know I'm going somewhere with this because you asked me, what do you think the hardest thing? I think the hardest thing is finding, okay, what is the model? What is it going to look like in my current situation without getting bombarded, without getting bombarded with everything that I see and read and saying, oh, I want this, I want this. Because sometimes we try to copycat so much yeah. that we'll lose like some of our personal touches, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. And and one of the things, I think that there are so many models out there, and you just you just named a few. Like you, I, We've talked to some pastors, some youth pastors. They're interest-based. We've talked to some where they've got a sixth grade small group all the way up through 12th grade small group. Mm-hmm. And the leaders, we've seen it where the leaders will follow that small group all the way from sixth grade through 12th. I like, we've seen it. We've yeah. seen it to where they get to choose their small groups. You choose them for them. We've seen book, but I think it's not so much about what type of small groups you need to run. It's you gotta, you gotta focus on the fact is do we value relationships at a yeah. deeper level than just students coming and hearing some good music and listening to somebody talk and then uh-huh. going home on Wednesday night. Right. And then we'll do it all over again next Wednesday. Right. right or next Sunday or whenever uh-huh. your youth service is. It's um, our relationships important to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then is having leaders forming relationships with students yeah. important with you. Yeah. All these small you might have three or four different styles of small groups. So are small groups important? Are they worth it? Well, you got to ask yourself, are relationships worth it to these mm, students? Absolutely. I think, and we've talked about before in other podcasts, students aren't looking for Flash. They're not looking for a concert. They're not looking for a comedy show. They're not looking for the next big thing. They're looking for relationships. Mm-hmm. So if that's what they're looking for, then I think that that's what we should provide for them, no yeah. matter how it looks. Yeah, yeah. You can take a whole bunch of different models, and you could even have this, you know, this big conglomeration, but... If students enjoy it and if they're connecting, then it's working. Yep. So I love it. Good stuff. Cool. So Steve from Kentucky, thank you for that question. And yep. ultimately, is it worth it? Absolutely, man. So I would, we would encourage you and say, hey, whatever that small group culture is going to look like yeah. in your youth ministry. And if you want to talk to us more, hit us up. Man, we'd love to kick back some stuff back and forth and uh, and help you out in there. Here's the next question. I'm not letting uh, you off. I'm coming right back to you, man. Well, man what if I have a question for you? You can't. You're in the hot seat today. <clears throat> I'm going to let you kick it I off. I chose the wrong seat. This is from Randy and Sarah from Illinois, youth oh. leaders. They're, they're bivocational youth leaders. And okay. I love this question. The and, the and this is, listen, PJ does a killer job in this stuff, and that's why I'm going to make you take this question first. It says, what are some resources I can find for cheap or slash free? Yeah. Praise you, Jesus, for free. Yep. I love free stuff. What are some resources I can find for cheap or free to help boost my youth environment? All right. So we're just going to be talking about environment. Yeah. Let's resources. Just with environment. Resources. Right. Give them some. So cheap resources. Mm-hmm. I would say there's a, I, well, first off, I've got a free one that, that's helped us out big time okay. because uh, if you've ever gone to a conference, you've ever gone, 
I guess, to another church service. If you ever visit people, you've seen people broadcast their services on Facebook or live. Now, and listen, normally when I go to conferences, I don't know if yeah. this is right. I'm sorry to cut you off. But if I see something I like, like yeah. even if it's like stage design or something, I usually yeah. just take it, take it home. You I, actually, wait, are you telling me that you load up their stage yeah, design just, and you take it home? You know, because a lot of times I'll be honest, I don't like, see hey, man, anything, I don't see anything we can do wrong to help. Yeah. Anything, any resources you want, we want to know. I usually just load it up. I mean, that's how I got three of the yeah. LED lights we have in our in our youth center. No, I'm that's joking. A, okay, <laughs> I was just like, well, we got bigger issues to solve. <laughs> Next question coming from John out of Operations: What do you do when your co-pastor that you work with is a th- a thief? So, but uh, but you know what? You bring up because I'll be honest. I go places. I see things, man. I love I love new ideas when it comes to stage design. I think stage designs are are really just a quick, easy, cheap way, mm-hmm. honestly, to to create an environment. Whether it's for a theme that you're doing, right? whether it's to how can I design my stage for the long term mm-hmm. and make it easy to add things and take things away from it. We, we have a website, and you know what? There might be a lot of you that know of websites like this, a website that we love to look at. We look at it all the time. Is It's actually called churchstagedesignideas.com. What a great name. It is a pretty cool name, it. isn't it? I love it? the name. And literally, this this website, one of our favorite resources um, from not just like a let's do this next week, but maybe like, hey, for the next four months, let's try to make our stage look different. And it's, like a lot of these stage designs probably cost like thousands of dollars in because like if you're on a youth budget. Like, yeah. you know, I'm a smaller youth ministry. I can't afford a lot. Like, it's probably yeah. thousands of dollars. Thousands. Right? No, actually, most of these, they and this is what's cool about them, is they break stuff down by price. Um, so, like, I would say most of these stage designs, you might be maxed out at two or $300. Mm-hmm. And some uh, are even cheap immature, how much? Like, free, basically. Mm-hmm. They show you how to, how to take stuff that you might have laying around your church and make it look, you know, pretty sweet. Like, like we've done a stage design based off of what we saw um saw on this and we we went to home depot we bought like five pieces of foam board which we is spent, like gold like, in the I, it is if you don't if know much about foam board, board oh man then you've missed it yeah you've missed I, the foam i'm board pretty boat. sure like heaven is going to have streets of gold and and, and then sidewalks like, of foam board sidewalks of foam board on. yeah absolutely <laughs> <So>. absolutely <laughs> So I think I'm pretty sure that they cut that they put they cut that part out because yeah. it's just assumed. Yeah, it's just assumed. So Everyone knows. Everybody knows it's foam board sidewalks <laughs> in heaven. But um, it, like it's just it's just crazy because um, like I my mindset, it, you've got a creative mindset, right? Like you you can see things. I think that's why we work well. You see things, and then you're very much like, okay, I let's no make that happen. Yeah, right. Like you see it in your mind, and I'm very much like, all right, show me what I need to do and i'll figure out how to do it this website legitimately does both things for you absolutely is it it gives you the what to see Mm -hmm. and then it tells you exactly how much you need to buy and they even some of these stage designs they even show there's like pictures and processes like steps and it shows you what it should look like at this point Mm -hmm. i love it we do it for big events we do it for the weekly right now our stage we we completely redid our stage on the permanent uh-huh. and it shows you how to, we made LED, big led panels and and it showed us what equipment to buy how to how to connect the cables together how to mm-hmm. rewire stuff and it makes me feel cool knowing that i i know how to rewire like Absolutely. led stuff so what man me how does to do it like it. to have wire strippers and can wire stuff we both got wire strippers sitting in our top drawer don't we there we go that's what got we do to. um so that is a resource that i love so it's that's like stage church stage design. stuff yeah. I like it. Which, to be honest, as far as atmosphere goes, I think that's a big part yeah. of atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Students walk into your room, 
You don't and, just want like plain white walls. No, and they they see your stage and it's incredible ideas. Unless they're like plain yeah. white padded walls. Yep. Some youth ministries could use that sometimes. Yeah, I, I could I was, use that sometimes yeah. myself. My office sometimes feels Absolutely. like it's padded and Absolutely. white walls. Um, another website that I really like to check out, and and honestly, they they also podcast. All right, uh, it's another podcast worth checking out. Wait, you it's, can't give shout outs to podcasts that are that are like me better than ours. They're, I, they're I, didn't say it was, I didn't say it was going to be better, although it is better. It is. It's a phenomenal so, podcast. You definitely need to check it out. Yeah. Um, it's uh, stuffyoucanuse.com. Mm, okay, so I love that website because you can search just about anything that you're doing. If you want icebreaker games, they've got free stuff. They've got stuff that you can buy in packages. Um, they've got stuff that you can, like games that you can use in front of a room full of 200. Uh, they got stuff that you can use in your small group of eight to ten people, yep. and and it's just an incredible game. I think they had a game that we've used, Matt. We got the idea from them. I think I I, I think we got this from them. I'll um, be honest. Every time we the, do anything, I always tell people you just you just made it up. You like give me a lot props. of credit, which I get it from stuffyoucanuse.com. <laughs> but um, no, I think no. it was like Yodor Proverbs. I, I don't yeah, know if yeah. they came up with it, but I saw that they had that idea on there. And again, it was a free resource. Yep. And, and Easy game. And, and and again, like a lot of what we do in, in student ministry is to engage students. Mm-hmm. I think that we've we've touched on it in a podcast as well. Environment's not everything, but we have to we have to admit that environment is part of it. Yeah. Some of that happens on the stage, some of that happens on the walls, some of that happens in your in your communication mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. You got to engage students. We get a lot of that on websites like stuff you can use. Uh, paid stuff, uh, we use Graceway Media, which I think has switched to Creation Swap. Nope, Igniter Media. There you go. Yeah. Igniter Media. They just recently, the last month, ignitermedia.com. If your church, if you work on a church that gives you a media budget or or anything, we have that, and they give you the legit um, Photoshop files to where they give you an idea and you can change everything on them for your printed media stuff Absolutely. like that. So those are just a few uh, resources that we use. Uh, any, and you know that, any of them that you that you can think of, Matt? You know what? That, I'm throwing it out there right now. So if there's any one of you you know that listen and if you ever have any ideas and you're like yo uh i'm doing a sermon series on this do y'all have anything if you email us or contact us anything we have we'll give to you we'll just give yeah yeah for like for a small fee of 99.99 that's what i was just gonna say no we won't we won't charge you we'll just give it to you yeah any graphics any sermon ideas any illustrations and i would love it if they gave them to us too that would be great because uh we're always we're always looking for great ideas always looking for great ideas but yeah and again there's there's a lot of resources you probably know of a lot of resources too. hit us up you know what essential coaching our facebook page too Mm -hmm. when we should Throw it on this podcast. Sounds yeah, good. Throw it on Do there. it up. So, all right, I got a question paper. for you, Matt. All right. This well, time, well, I'm going to no, jump into on. the I question. I first say thanks, Randy oh. and Sarah, for asking that question from See, Illinois. I, I just figured I, I wanted to make sure I got it because I, I don't think I can handle another question. There we Three go. in a row. All right. All right you, you ready? All right. This one's, coming, this one's coming from a youth uh, youth ministry um, that's actually down in Tennessee from okay. Connect Church. Okay. Connect Church out of Tennessee. All right. This is one that... I'll be honest. Having conversations, we were mm-hmm. like you just said, we were at a com- like a conference this okay. past weekend, right? This seems to be the table talk a lot of the times right. so when you go out with youth pastors. Is how do you handle conflict on your leadership team? Oh, and this is one. to assume that you have a leadership team. If you don't have a leadership team or feel that it's an important thing, check out a podcast we've done on creating a leadership team Boom. and why it's an important thing. There you go. Um, but it's how do you handle conflict? Because here's what I've learned, and I'm sure that they understand this at Connect Church is when you put people together to strive for a common goal, 
there will be conflict, differing ideas, believe it or not, different personalities, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And then the second part is, and can you, um, how do you help establish a standard among your teams? And what I'm thinking they're meaning there is obviously you don't want you you want it, you want your leaders to set a high standard for the students that they're mm-hmm. that you know they're, they're in ministry with. Okay. So so tackle that, Matt. Is how can you handle conflict on your leadership team? Part okay. one. Perfect. Can I can I actually can I change it? Can I go can I do the second part first and then do part one? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, John, for giving me permission. I guess I'll allow it. Because yeah, I could email I could email them back. It might take <laughs> it might take a while to get a response. Because the first part, um, how you handle conflict on your leadership team, I'm gonna try to think of some right ways I've done it because I've done it a lot of the wrong ways. So. I think my gut is just kick them off the leadership <laughs> no, see, team and then definitely, start from no, scratch. That's so that's, that's good guy. that you're handling this. No, one. not at all. So who who am I talking to? Who asked this question? Connect Church. Connect Church. All right, down in Tennessee. Down in Tennessee. All right. So so let me take the first part. Uh, how you know establishing a standard among your team, and I'll answer it like this. Um, because a lot of times people are like, oh, man, accountability, and what do we do? What's the standard? How, you know, so you can basically people go to two trains of thoughts, two extremes or the other. Some people say, like, oh, if you need to be on my leadership team, man, you need to be saved. You need to be sanctified, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, uh, the gifts of the Spirit operate in your life. Uh, you know, you never do anything wrong. And then you do something wrong. You're not on the leadership team, right? Or you got some people that go to the other end of the extreme um, that like, hey, can you say the name Jesus? All right, we'll let you serve, yeah, you know? Right. And and I think there's validity probably in both extremes as well, but I think when you find yourself on both extremes or the other, you're going to you're just going to you're going to, you're going to get yourself into some issues, right? right? Um and we don't have probably the time to talk about that on the podcast today. So I would say first of all, try to find a balance right in the middle. What does the what does the standard look like among your team? I think sadly in the church and we just talk about it again while we was at this uh Always at this conference, and I won't preach a whole sermon. I think sadly in church culture anymore, the term holiness seems old school. Yeah. And it seems like, oh, that's for like way back in the day, or that's for my mom, or that's for my dad. I think there needs to be a standard of holiness amongst the leaders. Um, and again, we don't have time to like flesh all of that out for me to get a soapbox uh, this afternoon. But there needs to be a standard of holiness for sure. Now, right. holiness does not need mean perfection, I don't think, at all. Right, we're still going to get it wrong. We're still going to we're still going to miss it. But there needs to be some standard. The reason I say there has to be some standard, if there's not a measuring stick, well, then what do you measure leaders against? Right. You know, if you're just like, hey, welcome to my leadership team. I want you to be a leader. If there's not a bar they're aiming for, well, then what are we having them aim at? Right. So there has to be a standard. What does that look like for again for your culture? You know, don't adopt the standards that that I have. Are the things that I do for my team because that might be different for your culture. I yeah. think they're. I think the the biblical part of the standard can stay the same because if we're all going for the same thing, we're all striving to be the Christ followers that God has wanted us to be, and we're all striving, you know, to, to build up disciples. Then biblically, the, the standards should hopefully look somewhat the same across the stage, right? You know, at different churches, different youth ministries, but. But what does that standard again look like as you begin to walk it out? You know, what just one thing I'll say this that my mentor says to me a lot when it comes to standards, particularly in the culture today, when it comes to things like, well, you know, what do you, what's the standard on people um, going out on the weekends or drinking or smoking or doing this or doing that or the language they use or the, the movies they see or the music they listen to, right? All of these things that a lot of times gets talked about in the standard or in the, in the bar that you're setting. My mentor always told it, said it to us like this and you've heard it too, PJ is whatever we do in moderation gives others the, the license to do in excess. Right. 
I think that's a phenomenal leadership principle. I think you're absolutely right. That whatever you do in moderation are the things that I can do in my life and be be moderate about it and probably be okay and probably still make it to heaven. Yep. Absolutely. But as leader, as a leader, people are looking at me. Whatever yep. I do in moderation gives other right others the license to do in excess. As a small example of that that I've noticed in our own ministries, maybe even I'm probably even to a small degree now is one thing we used to struggle with early on mm-hmm. would be sarcasm and, and joking. Absolutely. Right. And what I, what I remember is when we started to really focus and try to look at like some of the attitudes of our students, we would notice like, man, we're kind of sarcastic, uh-huh. right? We'll joke around sarcastically yeah. and our students were a bunch of jerks. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and we started to hear the stuff that we would do subtly, maybe occasionally That's they were doing example. in just about every conversation great and, example. and they were, and then all of a sudden kids started to get hurt feelings cause they're getting bullied and, or, you know, like they just felt like, man, I I'm getting treated the same way I got treated at school. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just one of those things where it was an, subtle conversation with us mm-hmm. all of a sudden it just spread like wildfire in our student ministry yeah, that's a perfect example pj again a lot of times when we think like the standard our minds go to right. the drinking the party and the things you're doing on the weekend what you just said the sarcasm yeah like absolutely absolutely yeah. that's a great example and so when it comes to the standard on on my team what does it look like what is it going to yeah. be I th- again i think there should be a standard i think as leadership as people join your leadership team you should have a guideline of what it looks like to be a leader because, again, if we don't give them a target they're shooting for, right. when it comes to their spiritual life, when it comes to their leadership life, yeah. when it comes to their Christian life, when it comes to uh, right. their church attendance, whatever whatever that looks yeah. like, if we don't give them a target they're shooting for, mm-hmm. then how do they know if they're being successful? Right. How do we hold them accountable to yeah. anything? Before you go on to that next part, though, uh-huh. how can you give them an idea, like, oh, say— Maybe we have some of these leaders now that we're talking to. Yeah. We have youth leaders that, quite honestly, the reason it's hard is because we're trying to lead leaders. Right. It's different than leading students. Right. You're leading students and you're leading leaders. How can we implement that? Do you have, is there, what do you, what do, you do with mm-hmm. your leadership team? Do you have something that you put in their hands? Do mm-hmm. you have something that you can refer back to? Yeah. That way you can say, Hey, it's not like a, hey, we had this conversation four years ago. Right. But is it something that you actually have in writing? Do you have people sign it? Yeah. Ha- or have you done it different ways that seems to work? Just maybe just just what is yeah. it that you've done? No, that's a great follow-up question, John. So, yeah, so it's in writing for yeah. us. For So when someone comes to join our leadership team, it's not even, hey, welcome to our team. I first give yeah. them something in writing that yeah. says, hey, this is what the guidelines look like. And, again, right. a lot of times we our guidelines become – like they become so much so much more about like the the doing yeah. the right things instead of just being the right people. Right. 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 How to preach, right, John? Yeah. Right. And so we list all of these guidelines like don't do this, I need you to do this, don't do this, I, I need you to do this. Again, that's a misrepresent misrepresentation of what the Christian life right. is. It's not about all the do's and don'ts, it's about right. being like Jesus, right. right? And so a lot of times when it comes to our standard we start checking off all this stuff. So our standard does not look like that. This is what it looks like yeah. to be a leader at the house. Right. Again, not just the do's and don'ts, the heart. Yeah, exactly. The attitude behind it. The mm-hmm. the willingness to serve. The uh, the willingness to pour into students' lives. Like mm-hmm. that's the things that they have. And it's not just something I push in their hand once they jump on the team and we never see it again. These are right. things, again, culturally. This is a culture thing that you want to establish. So these are things that we come back to in meetings. Hey, remember. Yeah. You know, in our manual, you know, the house, we're all about owning it, owning our relationship with Christ. Yeah. You know, owning our part in the kingdom of God, um, owning our part in our community. Like yeah. those are the things that we constantly come back to 
like this is what it's about, not just as a youth ministry, but as a leadership right. team. What does it look like to own? Are we owning our relationship with Christ right now? Yeah. So those are the things, those are the standards we can hold them to. And, and again, it's in their hand. It's something that they have. Did that answer the question? Yeah. Right? No, or, I thought that or was. you want to no. follow up with that? Or That's that great. Good? good job. All right. I think perfect. Connect Church is pleased no, no, well, no, with so that now, part. With that part. So now let me go. And I know I mentioned this long, so let me try to zip this down a little bit more. So then how do you handle conflict on your leadership team? So that goes hand in hand. So we have the standard, right? Mm -hmm. We've put it in their hand. Yeah. This is what I tell people. I don't have the energy, and nor does anyone else, nor do I have the want to, nor yep. do I even have the know-how to be someone's Holy Spirit. Right. I don't have the energy to do that. I barely have the energy to keep up with my students. Yeah. You know, versus now versus, like, I got to keep my students running, you know, not saying I'm running yep. around chasing them, but I'm chasing them, and then I got to do that with my adults. Yeah. Nobody has the energy. You're going to wear yourself at Wear yeah. yourself out if you run around trying to be someone's Holy Spirit. Right, that's right. So when it comes to standards on our leadership team, we give it to them, we preach it, we iterate, reiterate it. But what if those times happen that the standard's been broken? Yeah. What if those times happen that maybe the standard's not broken, but their life is waning spiritually and you can see it? Yeah. Here's the thing I think we make in leadership way too often is conflict. Conflict is adverted way yeah. too much. Right? right. Listen, conflict is going to happen. Yeah. Why? Because we're people. And if you're like listening, you're like, oh, man, me and my leaders, we always get along. Everything's cool. We never have conflict. Either you're lying or you're just not leading very yep. strong. Yeah. Because even as you c continue to grow and as your leadership has to change and as you're casting vision, right now we're in the middle. You know, we're in the middle of something huge that we're doing. And there's been – and it's not bad at all. There's just been some, some good conflict that needs to happen right. over some things we're talking about. It's going to happen because people's opinions yep. are, are going to feel like, man, I feel like this should happen. I feel like that should happen. Right. Conflict is going to happen. So the first thing you do, how do you handle conflict? The very first thing is very simple. Handle it. Handle it. Don't just let it fester. Don't let it go underneath. Uh-uh. Yeah. Listen, two, there, there's been – let me think. There, there's been two times I know for a shot of a doubt that, that I look back that I failed people on our leadership team because I saw things happening. Now, there wasn't conflict in um, in amongst our team, but there was conflicts in their life spiritually and internally that I saw it. Yeah. And I kept saying, ah, oh, they're going to get through it. Man, it's going to be okay. And and literally, not weeks, it was months that eventually they end up sitting in my office and like, Pastor right. Matt, we need to leave the leadership team. And unfortunately, yeah. not just leaving the leadership team, they're leaving our church. Right, right. And I knew it all along something was going on, but because of my inability to handle, the, as dumb as it sounds, the elephant in the room. Right. You know, things things played out a lot different than probably what they would have if, if I would have been able. Yeah. So how do you handle conflict? First thing is you handle it. Right. Right. As uncomfortable as it is, as it is. Now, I'm probably a little bit more confrontational. I think you wake up looking for it, don't you? Come on, man. I don't wake up looking for confrontation. Oh, okay. I'm definitely a little bit more confrontational yeah. than probably what some people are. Um so, so, John, let me kick it back to you because yeah. I've been talking for a long time. So you handle the conflict. All right, first thing, though, is handling it. But, like, some people are like, oh, just those awkward conversations I don't like to be a part of. What What about you in your life have you seen in a negative way when you haven't handled the conflict? Uh, I think that the situation very, very rarely takes care of itself. Yeah. If I, if, if I have not somehow tried to bring some type of resolution or bring that conflict to light mm -hmm. and, and tried to figure out what's going on and what can we do, it usually will cause more damage than if I would have had an uncomfortable Absolutely. conversation. Absolutely. Oh, and I could say that for almost every single time that we've had to make, we've had to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not fun 
um, having to ask one of your leaders because we're talking about leaders now. Yeah. And most of the time adult yeah. leaders. Yeah, and most of the time adult leaders, yeah. um, not just the college students. Uh-huh. You know, It's not fun having to ask one of them to, hey, do you mind hanging after service for 15, 20 yeah. minutes? It's not fun shooting them a text and saying, hey, can we have a meeting? You know, it, it that It's not an enjoyable thing, but in the same sense, quite honestly, man, I know we, we've shared it before, is we're not just trying to have to make sure that these men and women are good leaders. We're trying to make sure that they're good Christians. They're good Christ followers. Right, right. And half the time, you know, they have conflict, like you said, because there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Interpersonal, intrapersonal, with a group of people, with something that maybe we're going through as a leadership team. Like, there's something going on, mm-hmm. and and if it's not taken care of, it could it could steamroll and, yeah. and become something massive. So yeah. so it's, it, it is something. Um, if it's not taken care of, it can really catch fire, yeah. you know? You know what? Literally, you just said catch fire, and it reminded me actually of the third time. That, mm-hmm. that we together probably didn't handle conflict the way we should have. It was that time <laughs> one of our leaders was smoking. They dropped a cigarette no. in the worship center and caught <laughs> no, fire. No, no, no. Oh, it no, wasn't that, that time. That never happened. Oh, yeah. The time that we knew, and this at this moment, there was some, some serious tension in our leadership team from right. several people. At the bonfire. And, we, <laughs> and now you know. <laughs> and we thought it's going to take care of itself. And we thought, like, hey, let's just get a good leadership weekend together. We'll all go camping together. It'll be great. And maybe it'll kind of smooth things over instead of us dealing with the things. And, oh, it got dealt with. Oh, and I haven't been camping since. It turned into, if anyone, if you've ever watched the Survivor, uh, the Survivor TV show with the tribal councils win. It was straight up tribal. There's the awkwardness going on. And uh, needless to say, the camping trip ended quickly because some people people went home. And we learned, that was probably our first colossal failure in in handling conflict. We learned quick. Yeah. You got to handle that stuff. And as silly as it sounds, Listen, the Bible talks clearly about how to handle conflict. Yeah. And it's the biblical model. If you have a problem with somebody, guess what? Yeah. You go to them. It's not a leadership thing. It's a Christian thing. Can I ask you a question, Matt? Yeah. You've got you got three boys, and, and, and we don't have to go on. You love your boys. Yeah. You see something going on in your son's lives. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not going to let that go on, right? Absolutely. As not. a father, you want to step in, not. and you don't— you don't like calling your sons out. You don't like calling Mason out. You don't mm-hmm. like calling Jeremiah out because it's fun to call them out. It's because you want to make sure whatever's going on in their life is dealt with so yeah. they don't have to deal with the repercussions Absolutely. of it. The people that we trust with our students, we do that because we love our students. Absolutely. Which means if we don't love and we don't care enough about our leaders to make sure that they're that 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 they're not going to have to deal with the repercussions of what's going on mm-hmm. in their life right now, we've got to ask ourselves why do we have these adults? Why do we have these leaders around us? Is it to make our job easier or is it because we're trying to help them grow? Man, that's is it good. because we're trying to make help make sure that they're making our students grow? If they're just doing a job, if they're just there because stuff's getting done and it means that you get to go home at 3.30 or it means that you've got people doing stuff on a Wednesday, Sunday, Thursday, yeah. then, then quite honestly, the heart behind your leadership team might need to be adjusted as well. That's good, so. PJ. But. So listen. So here's my confrontational statement then for oh, this geez. question. You call, are you calling me out no, right man. now? Oh, so I thought what you just said oh, yeah. is so good that. So what you're saying is, PJ, that if you're if you're not willing to have confrontation with someone, then you're saying your heart is probably off, and you're yeah. you're probably not good of a leader as what you think you are. That then. quite possibly is true. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And like I, I love what you just said, John. It's not. The, we don't love these people because they're our leaders and they're no. doing things for us. We should love them because they're Christ followers. Yeah. And we want to see them grow, yes, as yeah. leaders, but we want to see them continue to grow. And it's our love and compassion yeah. for them 
you know, again, we've had to deal with some yeah. things with, with a, a person on our team. Yeah. It doesn't make them a terrible person. No. We just want them to get what's going on in their life under control so they don't yeah. continue to pay the price on down the road. Yeah. I've spent I've spent many nights crying in a golf <laughs> cart because because you've called me out. Does that happen like one time? All right, man. just one one time. one time for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, one time. But listen, and what it comes down to right now, we, our prayer for everybody that's a part of this podcast and every youth pastor, every leader we have, we want to see growing relationships with Christ. And we want uh-huh. to see growing ministries. Absolutely. Right? And and what what we always share with our leaders is if we're not growing, we're what? We're dying. We're dying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if we want to see growth in our leaders' lives, personally, relationally, and in ministry— if we want to see growth, then sometimes we got to make sure that we step in at the mm-hmm. right time and not let not let them go down the avenue of dying. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I love it. I love it, man. So how do you handle conflict on your leadership team? You just, I know you we just it. we just you got to handle it, you know, and it's out of love. It's out of compassion. You don't yep. berate someone. Um we could probably do a couple follow up questions, but I know we're kind of yeah. taking the podcast. A we might bit do longer. that might be a podcast in itself. You know, conflict. What? you're right. Conflict resolution. Right. Mark it down. It's marked. No, literally, write it oh, down. Oh, you want to write it down? No, don't write okay. it down. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll come back and talk about that. Do so we have time? Do we have time to talk about this last question? Yeah. You know what? Let's let's handle. Or it we want to touch on it. Let's touch on it because we right. might. You know what? Again, it might be a whole other podcast, but we will talk about this because if I if I don't answer this question, mm-hmm. I know that uh, um, this person will hate us, and I don't I don't want nobody hating. Us. I don't either. I really so don't. I, I really don't want anyone not no. not understanding. So this comes from Cindy and Tim, mm-hmm. right here in good old Indiana, USA. Wow, Cindy and Tim. I don't know where at in Indiana, but right here, Cindy and Tim in Indiana. I'm gonna kick it to you first, PJ, and we'll do our best. Don't Thomas if you're listening right now, but we'll do our best to wrap this up in five minutes. All right. All right. Where do you see youth culture headed? But I'm going to drop the mic and I'm walking out. Wow. So wait, you're not even going to help me out no, with this? Okay, I'll finish. Okay, thank you. Where do you see youth culture headed? You know what's, what's crazy is sometimes in order to see where something's going, you have to be realistic about where it's at right now. Okay. And uh, I think that there's a lot of youth pastors right now quite honestly listening listening to this podcast and they don't even know where youth culture is at right now. Mm. So how can we ask where it's heading if we don't even know where we're at? Right. Like for instance... I'm guessing there's a lot of youth pastors that are just as frustrated the last few years as we've been at how busy all of these students are mm-hmm. with school, absolutely, with sports, absolutely, with programs. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you where youth ministry is heading is it's not it's not going to happen just in your student center. All right, youth 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 ministry is not in the student center right now, at least in our culture. Youth so culture saying, where we're at is it's not in a building. So right, so right off the top, you're saying where's youth culture headed? Which again, coming back, well, yep. this is where it's at right now. If yep. you're depending on reaching students just on one night a week in yep. your youth center, student it's, center, whatever it looks like, Sunday night, Thursday night, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, Monday night, yep. you said you're miss, you say you're saying you're missing it. I think that's youth ministry ten years ago. All right, I like personally. It. I agree with that. I don't know. You can tell me I'm wrong, no, but you're as, never wrong. as we're looking, I'm never wrong. <laughs> So, but but quite honestly, like we can sit back and I think that we can bring a whole bunch of youth pastors. Maybe one, maybe one of our podcasts will have some different youth pastors. And we'll ask them this question. Yeah, this might be a good question to to kick around with some other mm-hmm. youth pastors. Where's youth? But I'm gonna tell you right now. I think we could argue 
what night youth ministry should happen on. You're going to have some that are going to dig their feet in the ground and say it's Wednesday. Others are going to say it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. Some might say you got to do it Sunday. And, mm-hmm. and I think that we can all dis- we could all agree or disagree on that. Right. I don't think that it's about the night. I think right. that it's where are the students at. So you're saying it's not based on anymore just the big nope. shindig, come, we have service, rock their face off with Jesus. Right. That if you're p- depending just on that for your impact in your community and youth, yep. You're missing it. Yeah, I think you're missing right. it. Because I'm going to tell you why. Um, if you talk to prince, if you have a relationship with your principals or your superintendents or some of the key teachers, coaches, or whatever, the same students that you want involved in your youth ministry, those principals and those administrators are chasing those students to be involved in their schools. Mm-hmm. Our schools right now are, I don't, panicking might not be the right word. They are all over the fact that they want to get the key movers and shakers, those key students, uh-huh. the ones that the ones that will have students follow them for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. They want those kids involved in everything, yeah. and so do we, yeah, right? Absolutely. We want those movers and shakers. Right. And so right now they're being pulled in every direction. Okay. Right? Right. And so youth culture is trying to figure out is how can we connect with those movers and shakers because it might not happen in that hour and a half service, but what can we do to help make sure that they're also pulling students in a direction that's more eternal than it is just for an event or a club or a program? I so. love it. So youth ministry right now and is even headed, you said youth ministry, the big box youth ministry is yep. is out and on its way out. Yep. And I, and I would agree with that statement. I would say within a couple of years, it would probably be just about obsolete. I think so. So there will probably be just a few people still doing it well. You know, of course, you always get the big, you know, the yeah. big hooplas and and they'll probably be doing it well, but I think as listen, you would be floored, and you and I could do it, John. We we could start giving very very big name churches, mm-hmm. and we could start naming them that they run thousands. And if we and their and their youth ministry numbers are some of them, they get excited if their youth ministry numbers are hundreds on right. their youth night. Yep, because it's just not happening. Right. I would say I would add on to that, and then we'll and then I'll, and then I'll throw one, John, and see yep. what you think of it. That kind of goes with what you're saying. We have. We have one of the most disconnected, connected cultures that we've ever been able to minister to. Mm, and the good. fact of students are more connected than ever yep. in clubs and organizations and family and youth ministries yep. on social media and still one of the most disconnected youth ministries That's ever. That's a good thought. So, again, if we're just – but I say that to tie in with what you're saying. If we're depending just on our hour and a half youth night to connect them, again, not just, just our youth group. It's not just about our youth group, but no. to the kingdom – right, then you're going to be missing out on something huge, which takes me to where I would say the second thing to answer this question uh, for our people who asked right here in Indiana. I think I think the ground is so ripe right now, and I know this is going to sound total counterculture. People are going to roll their eyes as soon as I, and I know we've talked about this on a podcast, and I said, well, he doesn't know my community. He doesn't know how hard, how hard it is. Listen, there's an open door. Mm-hmm. I think right now the ground is so ripe to be able to get on and in your school campuses. Absolutely. It's insane if you're not doing it. Yep. Like you I have think, to. I think you're insane if you're not on your campuses in some way right now. Principals, now more than ever, yep. they don't even have to be faith-based people. They see the need and they yep. see students who need something now more than ever. And they were, many principals are literally just begging for someone to come help them. I want to say something that might not be very, very received well all right just do it be if, a bad cop i'll be, I'll be bad cop. cop you be bad all right cop. so get ready to clean up my mess here, right, here if you're go. not getting on your school campuses uh-huh. you're not doing youth ministry absolutely i don't think that you're doing youth ministry mm-hmm. if you're if you're sitting there um 
on your youth night, and those are the that's the only time that you're seeing students, and it's on it's it's on your terms in your facility. That's not student ministry. Nope, at all, at all. So and and so if you we've done a podcast on, go back and check it out. And I'm not saying we're doing it right. We could probably be on. I know uh-huh. that we could be on campuses more than we yeah, are. Absolutely. And I'm gonna tell you, there's campuses in our community, Matt, that do exactly what you just referred to. They won't let us on during the day, uh-huh. right? Right. But I've never seen you try to walk into a high school basketball game and the principal stand there and say, you're not welcomed right. here. Yeah. Have they? Do they nope. ever stop you there and let everybody else in? No, not at no, all. No, they don't. Not at all. They don't tell you you can't go to the plays. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you that you can't go to the clubs. You can't go to the talent shows, that you can't go to this. They don't. They just tell you you can't go to lunch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there, if you're not on campus. If you're not, exactly. If you're not on campuses, you're not. And youth man, last time I checked, now listen, I know school's about to be out. Matter of yeah. fact, tomorrow's the last day for us. Yeah. But I didn't see, I know you've been busy all over, but I glanced over across the hallway at your office. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I saw 40, 50 teenagers hanging out nope. in your in I your didn't. No, today. I didn't. And I know it's Thursday, but I don't think mm-hmm. I saw it yesterday. No. I don't think I saw it Tuesday. Listen, check me next week. Summer's going to be in session. Matter of Tell fact, me how many students are in my office next week. I, uh, I, uh, I swung by the church last night yep. on my way out, and I know you was here later. Yeah. And I, I, I looked, and I just glanced in at like 7 o'clock at yeah. night. And matter of fact, believe it or not, there wasn't no teenagers no. in the office at 7 did o'clock you, at night. Did you see me buckled over my desk sobbing? <laughs> yeah, I did see yeah, that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just making sure. Did you actually see that? I didn't no. think anybody was looking. No. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, so let's – and listen, we could expound on this so much yeah. more, but I think that's you, – you just hit on the two key things. I think there's two key things in our, in our youth culture that would maybe try to encourage you and maybe challenge you, stretch you a little bit. If you're if you're planning on reaching students by just one night a week, hour and a half service in your box, then it yep. will happen. Yeah. And if you're not on your campuses in the youth yep. culture that we're at, yeah, you're not going to do it. Yeah. And we could talk a lot more about that. And if listen, if you want yep. more questions about that, we can even even help network with some things to get on your so. campuses. But what uh, you want to what you want to well, add? Well, you know, it's just one of those things that I I feel like I know what everybody's thinking. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. I challenge you go listen to other podcasts because a lot of people are thinking, well, I don't just do youth ministry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I do. I do other stuff in my church. I'm, yeah, bi- I'm bivocational. Do the graphics. Well, we do. Yeah, we do yeah. everything. Well, you're not alone because yeah. every other youth pastor that's listening to this podcast, they don't just do youth ministry. Right. Absolutely. You can. Absolutely. You can get on your campuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Bottom there, line, you can prioritize it. it. And what's cool is, is that's an opportunity you can get your whole family there being a part of ministry mm-hmm. with you. Absolutely. They yeah, can my be a kids part of love that. it going yeah. to the stands, cheering on some of the. We always so. say we're going to go yell for a big kid, yeah. and they love being able to, so. to have the opportunity to yell for yeah. big kids, or we're going to go watch a big kid. They love it. Yeah. And so, so listen, lightning round, not bad. Wasn't as much lightning. We probably we probably went no. a little long with some of the questions, brought but the it's thunder, good. Brought the thunder, though. We just, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so dumb. Brought the thunder. Hey, two guys talking youth ministry. If we said something today you want to follow up with us on, or maybe you have a question that we didn't answer today, I know there's some more questions we're going to get to. PJ, how do they get in touch with us? Hey, hit us up at john at essentialcoaching.us and matt at essentialcoaching.us. Check us out on Facebook. Yeah, Essential Coaching. Coaching. Boom. Right. You can do it up. Hey, listen, episode 26, it's in the books. We're excited again for the next couple episodes we got coming at you. We will be remote. That was the word I was looking for earlier. That is it. (laughs) That's the word. I'm so glad you thought of that word. We will be remote. We will be remote podcasting from some other locations. So stoked about some of the things we got coming at you. Word on the street. What's that? We might have one of our former guests on with us at least. That's the word on the street. I think I think at least one of them will be will be on the podcast Mm -hmm. at some point with us. So we're gonna be excited.
Even though he's a Duke fan, I still don't like him though. Listen, he's throwing shade all day today. I know too. he was. Group he's texting. Is has been bad. But we will remote text episode twenty six. Like it, share it, invite somebody to check it out. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you in a certain way. You'll hear our voices soon. <laughs>